Well, howdy! This podcast is a proud member of the Podcon Go Network. Podcon Go. Family-friendly shows that are fun for everyone. Welcome to Elderberry Tales. Grab a plow and settle in. It's time for a story. Today's story is The Emperor and the Peasant by Anna von Reidingsvard. Once upon a time, there was an emperor of China named Li Wang. He would have been a very good emperor if he had not been spoiled by kindness. If he cried when he was a baby, his nurse called all the nurses in the palace, and they called the attendants, and the attendants called the musicians, and the musicians played, the attendants danced, and the nurses walked up and down wheeling the baby in his carriage until he stopped crying. Sometimes this happened many times in one day. When Lee was a boy, he had his own way in everything. If he played soldier, he always had to be the general. If he went to fly kites, he had to have the kite that would fly the highest. Sometimes, he wished to fly his kites when the wind wasn't blowing. And then, his poor attendants had to blow with huge bellows to make the kite sail up into the air. If he wished it were summer in the wintertime, they filled his playroom with beautiful plants and brought canaries and nightingales to sing to him. In the hot summer days, if he longed for winter, they brought evergreen trees to the playroom. They covered the branches with cotton sprinkled with diamond dust to look like snow. They brought cakes of ice and made a skating rink and jingled sleigh bells all day long while he played. When he was a young man, it was still worse. If he said anything like, this is a sunny morning, or... I think it will rain tonight. Everyone cried. Oh, how wise, how wonderfully wise. So you see, the emperor was spoiled, and this was very unfortunate. In China, just as in other places, everyone longs for spring to come. One year, the emperor wanted the spring to come more than ever, he had had a dull winter in his city palace, and he wanted to go to his country palace. Command my brother the sun to shine tomorrow, he said to his attendants. Command the spring to come also, and be ready, all of you, to go to the country tomorrow. One of his attendants wrote the emperor's commands on the finest paper and then burned it in the garden. He thought in this way the commands might reach the sun. And perhaps they did, for the sun shone beautifully the next day, and the emperor and his attendants went to the country palace. Now the next morning, the emperor woke up very early. A little bird was singing in the garden. It was a lovely day. The emperor thought he would go out into the garden to hear the little bird sing. He put on his silk dressing gown, his silver shoes, and his gold crown. It was only six o'clock, 
so no one was awake in the palace. When the emperor went into the garden, the bird flew into the forest and sang still more sweetly. How stupid I was, thought the emperor. I ought to have commanded it to stay here. Now I must go into the woods to see it. So he opened the gate and went across the field. At the edge of the woods, a peasant was plowing. Good morning, peasant, said the emperor. That must be an emperor bird singing in the forest, because it sings so sweetly. No, my lord, said the peasant, taking off his cap. That is a blackbird. You may call it so, said the emperor, but it is an emperor bird if I say so, because I am always right. It's as large as a swan, and its feathers are like shining gold. Nope, my lord, said the peasant. It's small and black. Just then, the black bird landed on a post in the fence and began to sing. It was easy to see that the peasant was right. There must surely be something wrong, said the emperor, because I never make a mistake. But, my lord, the emperor can make a mistake. Everyone does that. Your attendants may say that you're always right because they wish to please you. Perhaps they even praise what you do when it's wrong and foolish. I can never believe that, said the emperor. If you will do as I say, replied the peasant, I will prove that I have told you the truth. The emperor promised to do this although he could not believe that he had been deceived. Just then, all the attendants came running across the field, for they had woken up and missed the emperor. Tears ran down their cheeks. They wished to have the emperor think they were weeping because he was gone. He didn't know each one had an onion in his handkerchief. Command them to stop where they are, the peasant whispered. The emperor made them stop about 20 feet away, right in the middle of a ditch. Oh, we are weeping because of your absence, beloved emperor, said the chief attendant. He wiped his eyes with the handkerchief, and all the others did the same thing. How do you dare to stand beside the emperor, you peasant, said the Lord Marshal. Go back to your plow. Say that I am standing beside my plow, whispered the peasant. He was really standing beside the emperor, and the plow was 30 feet away. Do you not see, said the emperor, that he is standing beside the plow? Oh, yes, said one. He is holding the plow with one hand. Yes, yes, said another. He is surely driving his oxen. Ask them, whispered the peasant, if they ever saw such white oxen. Now, the peasant's oxen were coal black, without a single white spot on them. Have you ever seen such beautiful white oxen? Said the emperor, pointing to the black ones. No, never, said one. They are indeed snow white. Yes, said another. They are whiter than snow. It hurts my eyes to look at them, they are so white. The emperor knew now that they were not telling the truth and he decided to punish them. Come here, he called to some peasants who were plowing in the next field. 
there is nothing so pleasant as plowing, he said to his attendants. It is a great pleasure, said one. I would enjoy it more than anything in the world, said another. I would rather plow than dance, said a third. I'm very glad you think so, my lords, said the emperor. These peasants will be glad to have you plow for them. This is my command. Begin at once. There was no help for it. The courtiers did not dare to disobey, so they took hold of the plows and tried to drive the oxen across the long fields. I do not believe they plowed very well, for they had never touched a plow before and did not know how to drive oxen. But the peasant went to the palace and became the emperor's chief counselor. Do you know what it means to plow? In case you don't, a plow is something that's used so that you can plant crops in a field, so that you can grow food. And the way it works is, it's kind of like you have to make a fork go through the dirt. But think of like a giant fork, like a really big fork. And you're dragging it through the ground so that the ground doesn't have any clumps anymore. The ground kind of like gets soft and the dirt gets all fluffy. Um, and because it's hard to do, sometimes people plow on their own, pushing it with their bodies, but they get tired really quick. So people would sometimes use really strong animals like oxen to drag the plow through the dirt for them. And then once people invented tractors, people started using tractors to drag the plow through the field. Uh, and it is really hard work. And you do have to practice it to be good at it. So I bet that the story is right, that those courtiers were not very good at plowing. They also weren't very good at telling the truth. The peasant was better at telling the truth, also. I think the courtiers were just afraid that if they told the emperor the truth, they would make him mad. And maybe they were right. I mean, people don't like being told that they're wrong when they're wrong, usually. I don't always like being told that I'm wrong. What about you? But I also don't like being lied to. I don't want someone to just tell me that I'm right to make me feel better when I'm not right at all. I think we do need to tell people the truth when they're wrong. And I think you can tell them that kindly, sweetly, gently, but honestly. If someone is really wrong and no one ever helps them figure out how they're wrong, then they never get a chance to fix it and be right. They're just stuck being wrong unless they figure it out on their own. Telling people the truth is really a good way to help them.
What is the nicest way that you can think of telling someone that actually what they just said uh, was wrong? Do you want to practice it? I have a couple different ways that I like to tell people that they're wrong. (laughs) One is by saying something like this. Well, that's very interesting, but can I tell you how I see it? Or, what if you look at it this way? Or even, I used to think that too, but then I learned that. And I'm sure you or your grown-up could come up with some other good ways too. Today's story, The Emperor and the Peasant, was written more than a hundred years ago by Anna von Reidingsvard and was published in a book called The Wide Awake Third Reader. Thanks for listening to Elderberry Tales. I'll see you next week.